Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life and to make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word preparation, which is very simply the action or process of making ready or being made ready. In the camera ready world, there's not one right way to prepare, but there are certainly lots of ways that are not so smart or strategic. So all I ask of you is make sure that you do prepare because as I often say, winners don't wing it, they prepare and they practice. Here to discuss, and I couldn't be more thrilled, is legendary talent manager, casting director, and CEO of Become a Host, the premier TV hosting academy, Marky Costello. Marky is the granddaughter of Hollywood royalty, the great comedic talent Lou Costello, and got her start in the industry working on Chuck Barris's The Gong Show way back in the day. She has media trained dozens of A-listers like Kelly Clarkson and CeeLo Green and Michael Strahan, plus is the author of Become a Host, The Inside Secrets, used by every successful television host, and with the star of her own reality series, The Drama Queen on E! Welcome to the podcast, Marky! Woohoo! Thanks for having me. You know, it's interesting. You you talked about Chuck Barra, so I'll jump right into it. My mom was a, she did contestants for Mark Goodson and Bill Todman back in the day. Card Sharks. Lacey Pemberton, who ended up, I did the first season of The Bachelor. Lacey was my assistant, and then she went on to cast it for the last 10 years. They let her go, I think, like a, when the mic got let go. But my, when my mom died, uh, I was 19 and everybody in the business was so lovely. And Chuck took a meeting with me and we worked a season of dating game. I had one day off and did a season of newlywed game, had one day off and did a season of gong show and had one day off and then started all over again. And we worked from nine in the morning till nine o'clock at night at Sunset Gower Studios. It was really the best time of my life where I had a blast, but that's why like when I see people now when they're casting and they're so like oh well I don't feel comfortable asking that I'm like comfort Jesus the shit we did in our day my god you know what I mean I mean we paved the way for so many people that are doing what they're doing now but it's crazy how how the business has changed so dramatically because of social media and everything has to evolve it's a good thing but it kind of cracks me up when people are like I don't feel comfortable asking that question we would do anything to get the right answers or to get the people on TV or to goose them up so they made good television. Or I worked at Love Connection too. And if somebody went on a bad date, well, we you, the producers would come in and be like, okay, uh, Joe and Maria, they had an okay date, but we can't put okay on TV. So one of the producers would call Joe and say, Maria said you were fat and cheap, Joe. And he was like, she looked like a slut and a whore. Next thing you know, that okay date goes to a bad date and bada bing, you got a good show. So it's just funny how none of that stuff would fly in 2023. That was like one of the best openings ever to my podcast. <laughs> I love you so much. So what did you learn from Chuck Barris? What was that? Like, I mean, you did all this stuff, but what did, you know, what was the takeaway? I'll tell you what the takeaway was. Chuck Barris was the pioneer of reality. He really got that real people made great television if you produce them, goose them. Like part of my job was right before the newlyweds would go on stage or the 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 contestants on the gong show or the single people for the dating game. I was the last person they would see because Chuck would always, I started out doing cue cards with Nikki Trebek, Alex's daughter. Nikki and I would do cue cards. I The audience would come in and I'd be like, hey, you guys are cute. Where are you guys from? 
And I'm goosing the audience. One day he's like, get her off the floor. She sucks as a cue card person. And I did. He was right. But he knew what my talent was immediately. He was like, put her up with the contestants. And she's going to be the last thing the contestants see before they go on stage. And I would get them goosed up, prodded, prone, boom, pop. But it, and I was just great at it. I got how you could massage if you will the ego of a real person or put a little fear or doubt or insecurity and how it would play out so amazingly on tv and chuck taught me that real people can be just as entertaining as actors if probed and prodded in the right way and then okay. i went on to cast the bachelor and so many i mean it's so crazy i looked at my resume the other day that it hasn't been updated in 10 years but i mean all of the dinner and a movie i mean so many cool shows that we did over the years you know and and doing real people casting what i heard in that though when you're goosing the contestants that's a form of preparation Absolutely. and and any performer public speaker somebody who's about to go do a presentation all the people i train to go pitch for money um you got to goose yourself so this is a nice segue into the notion why did you choose the word preparation for your episode I'll tell you why I, cho I chose preparation because I, you know, what's interesting about this in this sort of new landscape of talent where you have all these influencers and maybe they have 5 million people on Instagram or TikTok, but does it translate to TV or other media? Now that's the big mm -hmm. question. Yes, that it influencers is. Haven't they, they're like, I don't need preparation. I don't need coaching. I don't need training. You want to know why? I have 5 million followers. You don't. But guess who I'm coaching, honey? I'm coaching Bill and Melinda Gates. I'm coaching Tom Brady. I'm coaching Carly Klaus for Project Runway. I'm coaching P. Diddy for the Oscars. Why? Because those billionaires that are so successful know the power of preparation. It's these youngsters or these people that have egos that don't get it. You know, Tom Brady had a quarterback coach for years, meaning because he wanted to be prepared when he went into the Super Bowl. Like these, this young generation, they, they, they think they can learn everything from a YouTube video and you just can't. And preparation is key. Even when the strike was happening, people would be like, oh, I'm so depressed. You know, the writer strike, then the actor strike. And, and, and a lot of unscripted was getting green lit, but unfortunately it was going to every celebrity wanted to host because they had mortgages, private school tuition, they still had to pay for and they needed income. So they decided, okay, I'm going to host. But I would say to the talent, it doesn't mean you can't be prepared for when the strike ends. Let's look at your materials. Let's look at what you're posting. Are you being true to your brand? Are you preparing your materials? So if the president of show business called tomorrow and you submit it yourself, are you prepared to walk into that room and kick ass? And they'd be like, I don't know. I think so. Well, if that's your answer, I don't know. Or you think so, you're not prepared. Preparation is key, you know, and I've prepared my whole life. Like, you know, I always prepare. I hate people that are unprepared because there's no excuse for being unprepared. I don't, your dog, you know what Chuck Barris used to say when someone was supposed to tape at the studio and they'd be like, I can't show up today for the dating game. My dog died. Chuck would say, bury the dog and get to the fucking studio. Meaning it's like the show must go on. And, and, and that is the key to preparation because the show will always go on and it goes in cycles, ebbs, flows, highs, lows, scripted, unscripted strikes, no strikes. But you have got to be prepared to strike when the iron's hot, you know, and that is preparation. It's key. So how does uh, Tom Brady prepare? 
for his next thing. And what I'm driving at here is the notion of we transfer our skills and the idea that just because you're great at one thing doesn't mean you know how to do the other thing. No, but here's the thing, like a Tom Brady, of course, we're all curious after he retires from football and he makes this big deal with Fox to be, an, you know, a commentator, an announcer and being the sort of perfectionist he is. Preparation is just built in hard work, preparation, off season. He's running, lifting weights, meaning he's always prepared. And and once again, not to be prepared you know, to go on TV would be a huge mistake, right? So it's the same mentality of like, hey, I need a coach. I need to run teleprompter. Hey, when is it too much to put in my my personality? Well, you know, if I could say, Tom Hare, these are the three R's. When we reveal, we become relatable. Relatable equals ratings, clicks, views, likes. But here's the caveat with the three R's. We only reveal in the context of what we're currently talking about. And that way we navigate that fine line of all about you, which we can't stand versus who you are. We want to know who we're giving our time to. You know, on Sunday, there's 15 different sports shows about what games are on Sunday. So if we choose to watch you, we want to know who you are besides, you know, being divorced from Giselle and, and dating this supermodel. What kind of dad are you? What kind of this? And we don't want it all about that. But in the context of you telling a story that something might pop into your head about your kid, reveal it in 10 seconds and then keep it moving on teleprompter talking about the games for the day, because that's where we are, especially with social media being so relevant is that we see everything now on social media, unless they carefully curate it like the Kardashians, but we are so, the the mere, the like even on the red carpet, I say to talent when I'm coaching them for an award show, I'm like, you can't ask anymore. A, you can't have a whole conversation about who you're wearing anymore. And they're like, why not? I'm like, why not? Because they follow Reese Witherspoon already. They know she's wearing Valentino. They know she's got, you know, pink ballet slipper nail polish on she's wearing Louboutin shoes and she's carrying a Dior bag meaning she already showed everything that to her followers in the last 48 hours getting ready for the award show now it can be a PS after an amazing interview with her you can say and by the way Reese PS who are you wearing oh you always look so amazing it can be a PS but you can't have a 10 minute conversation anymore what it's redundant you it totally is redundant. And that's actually a great point about adapting. We're constantly evolving and changing. And we have Absolutely. to, as and, and that, so that's being prepared for the idea that the only constant is change. And if you're doing the same things 10 years later, it's time to reevaluate. But I want to ask you, speaking of like 10 years later, what did you learn about preparation from your own work on um, the drama queen? Well, the drama queen, I absolutely hated it because, and this is going to come as a huge shock to everybody, reality isn't so real. We didn't shoot in my real office. They rented an office because it would be too distracting. I had an 11 employees. It would be some were on camera, some weren't. If I was doing a deal for a client for CBS E, which is, you know, NBC, Bob, you know, it's the NBC Universal family. They'd be like, we don't want to show you doing a deal for a client that's with CBS because that's not our network. And I was just like, at, go to therapy with your your boyfriend. And I was just like, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to fake doing a deal like with NBC when it's really for CBS. Like it was really tricky to navigate because I did run such a busy, big office it was just, and then they would come in and shoot one of my boot camps, and the cameramen would be like, oh my God, this is TV gold. Producers wouldn't put that on TV. 
So it just to me was like a major bummer because it's like, if you want a reality show about my life, then show what I really do. Don't, don't make it what, what they want. Cause the same producers did Abby Lee Miller show dance moms. And so I think they just wanted to make me like the Abby Lee of theatrical hosting, you know, the entertainment business. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to constantly scream at people. You know, they'd put like ringers in like a girl that was like pretty, that wanted to be an actress or a host, but had no experience, not even a reel or a resume or a picture. And I would get frustrated after 10 minutes when they're like, I just want to be famous. And I'd just be like, well, what's your talent? What can, you know? And then I would get angry because that's what cogs the wheel for the people that really can succeed and do have amazing talent, you know? is that it's the wheel gets cogged. You know, I mean, when you are doing tons of casting, if people submitted you people that just weren't right or ready, it's just like, you're like going, and now I'm spending half of my day sifting through crap when if just, and we know agents that do this and we won't mention any names that like you call for that, you call them and say, hey, I'm doing this, can you submit? And then they send you a list of 50 people. It's like, I can't look at 50 people. Tell me your 10 best clients that are perfect for this role and I'll happily see them. Wait, can I jump in there? One thing, yes. because this is a valid point to this, is I've had to also come to the terms and we're all guilty of this, but really with agents, everybody skims now. Nobody actually reads anything, right? No. So they're skimming. So I had to learn to prepare for that as a casting director and talent executive because I had to then like literally put in language or when I'm booking people for, um, especially for callbacks or before anything's going to the client or the network being like actually going and saying, do you, do you know this? Like, do you agree to this to force them to admit that they read it or they understand what the terms are? But my question then too is advice for anyone listening is how to prepare as aspiring talent, knowing that the people you're pitching are not really paying attention yet. Everybody's got so much going on, but everybody's skimming. I'm like, right. how do you prepare for that? I think how you prepare for that is you're really picky about who is representing you. Because once again, are you just going to be a number, you know, a, a stack of, you know, a, in a stack of a slew of people? Because you're so right. I did a, I put a breakdown out six months ago and it was very, very specific for a very specific show. And and it was a show for a big streaming platform. And, and it said you, they must have at least three to five years TV experience, you know, like as a reporter, a news anchor, an investigative journalist. It was a really crafty show. We ended up going with all named talent, by the way. If you call your agent and say, Marky Costello's casting, you know, four hosts for this new streaming platform. Can you get me in on it? Give them more information. Tell Mark exactly what the breakdown said, because maybe then your agent would say, hey, I'm, you're telling me the breakdown, but that doesn't fit you. Why do you think I should pick up the phone and get you in for this when you don't fit the specs? I mean, it's not rocket science. I want to pick up on something you actually said earlier, too, is how does somebody prepare to be famous now? Because we live in a world where it appears to be real, but it's not. No. I'll tell you how you prepare to be famous in 2023 going into 2024. If you have anything that you're lying about or hiding, get in front of it now because there are, I mean, people will go to the depths to dig, turn over every rock, dig to get anything they can to sell a newspaper, to have clickbait, just get all of that shit out in the open. You know what I mean? If you had a nasty divorce or you have a child from your first marriage that you haven't seen in 10 years, or if you file for bankruptcy, like just get all of that out. Just be as real and raw 
as you possibly can be. Because one thing about Hollywood or our business is it loves redemption. It loves a comeback. It loves accountability. It hates when you lie. It hates when you try to be someone that you're not. So just, I say how you can prepare is just own everything. Own it. I want to add redemption to the three R's. So now we have four R's. Yes. Reveal, relatable, ratings, clicks, views, likes, and redemption. Don't be afraid to redeem yourself. You know, because we all make mistakes. That's part of being human, right? It's like we see it all the time on reality TV. How many times does that bite everybody in the butt? And they end up going to jail or they end up like getting a divorce or the, all this, this stuff comes out and it's good for one or two episodes, but then it just doesn't translate after a while because you're really not real. You're not relatable. You're trying to be someone you're not. And that defeats the whole purpose of reality TV. In reality TV, FYI, if you're watching this now because you want to go on The Bachelor and get your million followers and maybe a shot on Dancing with the Stars, which is why they do it now, they're not looking for love. They're looking for a million followers. They're looking for that, you know, cover of People or Us Weekly. And whoo, maybe I'll get on Dancing with the Stars and get another 500,000 followers. The reality is, we look for the A story, which is who you are, beautiful single nurse from Atlanta, Georgia. Great. That's your A story, looking for love. But what's your B story? Your B story, well, okay, your parents were killed in a car accident when you were two. You were raised in foster care. Then you put yourself through college, working three jobs, put yourself through nursing school. That's the B story that is so yummy and delicious that makes for good TV. So don't run from it, sort of own it, whether it's redemption, whether it's humiliation, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, own it because there's not a person in the world that can't relate to that. I'd love you delivering a masterclass right here. And the other thing I'm getting from this is also prepare in the sense of having a game plan. Absolutely. You know, Oprah says it best. You know, people always say to Oprah, like, how do I achieve my goals? She's like, first set them. Where do you want to be in a year? I mean, you can't achieve anything unless you map it out. It's just like when people say, hey, I want to work with you. Will you manage me? And I'll be like, well, okay, well, what, 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 let's, let's talk about what you want. What are your expectations from a manager? Let's start with me managing your expectations. And then they're like, well, I want to have a hit TV show. And I'm like, okay, no, I can't manage you. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'm not saying you can't have a hit TV show, but once again, that's like winning the lottery, right? Like, you know what I mean? Meaning having a show that runs for 15 years, that's like ding, 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 winning the lottery. Um, so let's start out with reasonable goals that we can achieve after the first six or eight months, right? Like, okay, hey, I want to meet five casting directors in generals. Okay, achievable, easy. I want to create amazing materials that really showcase my personality and my brand. Check, easy, right? Like, I want to go on three auditions in the next six months. Check, easy. Like, those are achievable goals. And if we just mentioned those three, we just knocked off 12 things off your list that you didn't do last year that you will do in the next six months. We can't go from doing nothing to having a hit TV show in six months because that's just unrealistic expectations. And I'm not going to prepare you for success successfully if I say, okay, sure, I'll, I'll manage you and we'll get you a hit TV show. I think Shay, who, who runs Host in LA, who was my student, and I helped do her deal with HGTV because randomly enough, the lawyer that was doing the guy's deal called me a month before Shay. And I said, oh, how weird. I looked at this guy's deal. So I know what he's making. So go back and ask for this, 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 and, this. and I marked up her whole deal. Like, you know, and 
but Shay, I love Shay because, you know, Shay's producing, she's doing on camera stuff. She runs hosts in LA, like, you know, and, and, you know, she's brilliant. She gets that, like, this is all moving her towards her empire. Right. So, and people don't get how valuable and important relationships are. Cultivate those relationships. They're so important. And I think, I don't know if it's a generational thing or it's a social media thing where everything is so like, oh, I have a like or I have a DM or, you know, I look at my DMs. Some of them are crazy people, but I've met amazing people through my DMs. You know what I mean? Once a week, I will literally go through all my DMs, try to respond to people, accept people, like people, because once again, why not? Why not? So- what do you okay. think in terms of preparation, the most important skills are moving forward? So it's a kind of a reframing the preparation question because it's like back in the day, it really was like about teleprompter and doing standups, right? But now we live in a totally different world. So if somebody's thinking either I want to start out as a host or I'm a subject expert and I realize like this is going to be the thing that helps me springboard and grow my business. Preparation is branding. So like if if you're a lawyer, right? And I've coached so many lawyers, so many chefs. I mean, Colt Paulson, who does a he does an Instagram show for E about the Kardashians. When he did my boot camp, the brand that he goes, I love the Kardashians. I love Kim. I love all of them. And he goes, I love a spray tan. I'm a gay guy. I loved it. And we came up with gay man with the spray tan.com. And then he started to do pop culture videos on the Kardashians, the Real Housewives. And he just grew that brand too. He was just at BravoCon interviewing a bunch of people. He's with Khloe Kardashian today. He's got his E! Instagram show talking about the Kardashians, meaning go with what you know. I mean, meaning people will be like, I don't know what my brand is. And that's something I break down with them because once again, that's going to that's gonna open a door, right? and get you in that door and you can build off that brand, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, a chef, look at all the amazing hosts that are in the landscape today. Rachel Ray, she started out cooking on Oprah show, then got her own show cooking and then got a talk show and now is redoing homes after a natural disaster because she lost her home in a fire. It was everything that she knew that led her to that talk show, but starting out being this amazing chef, right? And I think people forget like they just see like the big show and the big thing but they don't realize all of the like jennifer aniston before she got friends she tested for seven pilots that didn't go seven pilot seasons no one knew who she was they just thought oh my god she was driving at the gas station and someone gave her the 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 friend script and bada bing she booked it so i don't think people talent in this day and age understand how much preparation really goes into someone's success. Take the, okay, it was the BET Awards. Um, it was like six months ago and Sweetie, the rap artist, was doing the red carpet. I had to post it all over my Become a Host because it was like exactly what you don't want to do. No preparation and was awful. You know, I mean, the, she couldn't read the prompter. She was just like reading like the, the director's cue on the prompter. Step here. Oh, hi, I'm Sweetie. Oh, hi. I'm, and then the guy would come in to co-host and he would like kind of wait for her to get her lines in the prompter and give her like, like, you know, and, and she was just like, what are you doing? And then he would read the prompter. But it was just so embarrassing that I know a BET executive must have gotten fired. Someone must have paid for that mistake. But if I'm, like Scooter Braun, when he sent me Carly Klaus before Project Runway, she got Project Runway, they closed the deal. 
He goes, now you're going to call Marky Costello and you're going to get prepared to host Project Runway. And good agents, good managers, good talent executives. I mean, most of my referrals for big names come from an executive, come from the network, come from the production company to say, hey, now go get prepared before you start hosting in six weeks. So why wouldn't all of these people that are listening, watching or streaming or doing all of the stuff they're doing on social media that want to host or have a bigger opportunity or bigger platform, why wouldn't you constantly be preparing? I don't comprehend it. Okay. Amen to that. I'm going to say this on a loop because I, because I'm in the same boat. My referrals all come either from happy clients um, and, you know, happy networks. So this is also a conversation with certain producers and production companies and talent who equate preparation with being um, somehow over rehearsed and inauthentic. And I want to disabuse everyone of that notion because I'm presuming you've been in the same boat I am is when you get the panic call and the pilot didn't go well. And now we want to train. And I'm like, it's too late. I mean, I'm happy to, but you're never the network after seeing it the first time is not going to green light at, at, you you prepare before. So can we talk a little bit? I mean, you have, but I really want to go back to this. And I do want to give another shout out to your three R's because even gay man with a spray tan, he revealed who he was in a relatable way. That's leading to like ratings gold for this guy. So all of us, we don't have to be Tom Brady on Fox to no. do the three R's. It's we can, I just love this. Like this is a North star for everyone, but I just want to break it down one more time so people can understand winners don't wing it. People who make it look really easy. It's because I've done it a bunch of times. It's show business. And I think people are so concentrated on the show, 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 money, 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 followers, fame, Louis Vuitton purses. They don't balance the business aspect of show business. And so what I could say to anybody watching or listening right now, what are you doing to prepare for show business or for to be the best influencer or the best, you know, commentator on Fox because you're a a political lawyer, right? What are you doing to prepare to being that? Some guy sent me a DM the other day and I, and he goes, yeah, I want to host a game show. And I think you'd be a great person to partner up with me and come up with a great idea for my game show. And I went and looked at, he has 45 followers and he's like mid forties. I mean, he travels, which I guess is good, but it's just like, why would I come up with a game show idea for you? I don't know that you can do game show, right? Like I don't, clearly you haven't built any kind of, see, here's the thing. If people were interested in your point of view or personality, you would surely build some sort of following, even if it was a thousand followers, right? Yeah, I want to interject here, by the way, to let everyone know, doing your homework is a form of preparation. And that fella should have done his homework before he reached out, one, in general, but two, specifically researching you to understand that was not the way to start a relationship with Marky Costello. No. And I've gotten that a lot in the last couple of months. People will be like, oh, you know, this network reached out to me for an idea. Do you have any good ideas for me? <laughs> and I'm like, like, I'm yes, as a matter of fact, I'm just handing them out today. It's so I'm exactly so glad like I'm sitting around as I'm taking care of my dad and doing, you know, preparing <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Like, oh, yeah, I just have five ideas for you. Let me just here, pick up the phone. I mean, it's just it's absurd, you know. And once again, wh- I, I said to this girl who recently said this to me, I'm like, well, I go, I don't know you well enough. 
So how could I come up with an idea that would be great for you? You should have a kernel of an idea or kernel five kernels of ideas that we can maybe brainstorm over a Zoom session that I'm happy to do with you. But my 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 time is not free. I'll have to charge you for the hour brand storming session. Like you should be constantly brainstorming, you know, with someone like a you or a me just to be like, hey, like once a week, let's go through like uh, this girl that's on the radio. She's a sweet girl. I recently like go, hey, let's do privates. I, I FedExed her like a whole list of copies and my little worksheets to fill out. And I said, OK, at each time we do a Zoom, we'll go through three or four pieces of that copy and those forms to understand. So by the end, you'll have a much better understanding of the whole business. But then we'll start setting good goals for you to achieve. I love working with someone like that because I know in the long haul, they will succeed because they don't want to give it to me now, 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 and just give it to me. I don't want to work. Give it to me. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be famous. I just want to be successful. Well, guess what? Life doesn't work like that. Zero preparation isn't going to, what's the definition of luck where hard work and preparation meet? That's luck. You want to be lucky? Prepare, work hard, and you will achieve. But if you don't work hard or prepare, sorry, you're not going to win. You're going to take the L. I could talk to you all day. There's a part of me that feels like that was such a powerful ending. I kind of have to leave it there. But do you have any okay. other parting words, Marky Costello? I wanted to comment on you. Knowing when to end is just as important as knowing how to start. So I say bravo to you because you ended at the perfect spot. You're a pro. That praise is going to carry me through the end of the year, Marky. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. If you've enjoyed this episode, as I'm sure you have, Please leave a five-star rating. It's much appreciated and it really does help. If you're interested in media training or help with career strategies, please shoot me a note via my website, ableintermedia.com. And please be sure to download my ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera.